So back at it for another one. This is Connecticut's most controversial podcast. This is the Domino Effect. And as usual, I go by the name of Domino. And the guest I have in the building today, she's uh, back for the first time. First time in this studio with the new alias. Yes. She goes by the name of Honey now. She got a project dropping. What's it called? Dark Past, Bright Future. Dark Past, Bright Future. So we got the artist formerly known as Nikki Ellis. We got (laughs) Honey. In the motherfucking building. Honey, how are you? I am fabulous. Thank you for asking. How are you, Domino? I've been all right. I can't complain. Can't complain. Can't complain. Everything is everything. I ain't I ain't got a complaint worth air. I'm chilling. It's crazy, yo. Every time I come up here, it's less and less people. Yeah, you know, sometimes you got to kick people to the curb, man. You know, every, every, everybody ain't for the journey, man. <laughs> you know? Ain't not, man. You got you to gotta add by subtracting sometimes. That's you how know? it be. That's how it be, man. We all going through that. We all going through it, man. So, uh, let's see, uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever the fuck you get your podcast, I am there. Domino Effect Podcast at gmail.com for any comments, questions, or concerns. If you want your question answered in the what segment, you can reach me there. That's Domino Effect Podcast at gmail.com. So, let's go ahead and get into your business. I know last time you came up here, it was a little, you know, like you said, it was more people. You had a lot mm-hmm. more fun, you know. Well, no, um, last time I came up, I we. I came up um, to join in on oh, yeah. Rena Stars. Rena, yeah, Rena was here. Rena Stars. Shout out to Rena. Then uh, the time before that, you came with uh, your husband. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Q. Shout out to my baby Q. So what's been going on since uh, I last seen you? So the Rena interview was what, like maybe like a year ago, year and a half ago? Something yeah, like that? A it lot was of, like a, a year and a half. A lot has changed. So what's been going on, honey? Well, um, in the last year and some change, I got signed mm-hmm. to an independent label. Congrats, my congrats. Room. Thank you, thank you. Um, I got signed to an independent label, my executive room. Shout out Jimmy O. He's the head of the label slash everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we covered up from the mud together. Yeah, anything and everything. And nigga yeah, does it all right now. He does it all. Mm-hmm. A man is a wizard. Word. Um, but yeah, so I got signed. We, you know, changed the name to Honey. Mm-hmm. Rebranded, came up with the new look, the new sound. Mm-hmm. Um, went down to Atlanta right away. Mm-hmm. Jimmy had me in the studio with award-winning producers. I mean, mm-hmm. plaques all over the walls, Grammys, okay. all that. Mm-hmm. So you know, everybody came out, joined forces together to help little old me mm-hmm. get the get this debut project popping. Right. And I gotta say, I'm like super excited for this Black Friday drop. Hmm, okay. All right, so let's start from uh, Jump. So why the name change? So, you know, everybody knows being a female in this industry is that much harder. Mm. It's that much harder to break a female in the industry. Mm. So we wanted to just start fresh. Okay. So we wanted to 
just start fresh, new look, new sound, mm-hmm. and just come back out with a bang. You know what I mean? Something that y'all ain't ready for that they ain't seen. Okay. You know? So So now is there a difference between Honey and Nikki Ellis? Yeah, Honey gets to be my alter ego. Okay. So, you know, when I was going by my real name prior, mm-hmm. I my my whole reasoning for that was because everything about me was about being completely true to yourself. Mm. And it's not that I'm not being true to myself, mm. but I always had to be on back then. Because right. I was always Nikki. Mm-hmm. I was Nikki in the studio. I was Nikki on camera. Mm-hmm. I was Nikki in the pictures. I was Nikki in the videos. I was Nikki on the radio. I was Nikki on the podcast. Right. I was Nikki at home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm Nikki cooking dinner in school. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. Right. So being honey allows me that's my Sasha Fierce you know what I'm saying like that's your Sasha Fierce that's your that's your Roman that's your T.I. versus T.I.P. yeah type of thing yeah exactly mm-hmm. okay so now you feel like that Nikki Ellis had to I guess quote-unquote die in order for Honey to live type of thing like do you think that you could have done what you're doing now as Nikki Ellis um sound wise like you know regardless to mm. what getting in the studio with the producers or whatever the case is, like, regardless, that's still my voice. That's mm. still my writing. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's still me, regardless whether I'm with a writer or I'm with a different producer and they're bringing out different sides of me. Mm-hmm. That's still me. But I don't think that Nikki Ellis would have been able to do what Honey is doing right now because the fact that I get to have that alter ego, mm. I could say whatever the hell I want. Okay. And I don't have to feel like this isn't me, this isn't, this isn't, because honey's whoever the hell she want to be. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm. I can say whatever along whatever lines and I don't got to feel no type of way like anybody, or I don't, yeah, I don't got to mm. feel any type of way like anybody's going to look at me any type of certain way because I said this or because I said that. Because Nikki Ellis was so true to like the mother and this and that. Mm. Honey used to just be. Just can be whatever you I can imagine. be whatever I feel like, whatever, wherever my imagination takes me. Mm. Okay, so so you feel like that's more authentically you, I want to say. Well, when when it when it comes to being creative, you feel like that's more authentically you. What Nikki Ellis? Or honey? No, honey. Um, yeah, because I think it lets me really explore more like, sides of me. Your sexiness, you know, whatever you want to say, brash, whether you want to be, you know, right. whatever. Right. Hmm. Okay. So so you were totally open. So is this something that Jimmy O brought to the table, or just something that you wanted to do for a while and you just needed that push to change the name? No, it was it, it was uh it wasn't really it wasn't even so much brought to the table by Jimmy. Mm. It was we went out to LA. Mm-hmm. So right as I was getting ready to sign the contract, mm. Jimmy was like, "Yo, come through to LA. We going to Complex Con, and which Complex Con is a super dope event. And I suggest mm. like everybody go out there I at some point. Go out there. It's super fun. It's like way more low key than any of the other." big festival type of events that go on mm. and i mean it's in cali so like yeah, it's so, on long so beach the vibe nigga? yeah it's a good time oh, you, know you, know land, you just feel different it's a whole good time get you some roscoe's <laughs> go get you some edibles Word. you know it's exactly. everything's legal you yeah, know just exactly have you a good it's a whole cali's just a whole different vibe in general mm. so um anyways while we was out there you know jimmy was working with 
um, some people from different labels and stuff like that for mm-hmm. a different artist or whatever that he was um, hired to do some work for. Mm-hmm. So he introduced me to everybody and he's like, you know, this is Nikki, this is Nikki Ellis, blah, blah, blah. She's my artist, whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, in the background, people that were doing marketing and stuff like that, that mm-hmm. he was working with, they were like, yo, she's dope. She's got a great personality. She's got a great look. Mm. But y'all going to have to rebrand and and rework it because it's so hard to break a female in the industry. Mm. Y'all got to just start fresh. Y'all got to hit a reset. So I was very, I didn't want to do it at first. I was mad. I felt like I was selling out. Right. I literally, like we all sitting in the hotel room. It was like four of us sitting in the hotel room talking about it all. And, you know, the other two people that were there, they they were just like kind of like listening. Mm. And, you know, Jimmy's saying this, that, and the third. And I'm just like, mm. no. Like, I right, looked right, at him yeah. and I'm like, nah, like, nah, nah I'm not doing do that. Shit. So I I remember, you know, I had my attitude and I walked out the hotel room. I went outside. I called my husband. I was like crying. I was so mad. Mm. I was crying. And I'm like, I've been working so hard to build up Nikki Ellis and, and, mm. and show everybody who I am and this, that, and the third. And, my husband was like, yo, who cares? He was like, mm. it's your dream, right? I was like, yeah. He was like, so who cares? He was like, play the game, do what you got to do, mm. get put on, and then you do what you want to do after. He was like, Kendrick Lamar wasn't always Kendrick Lamar. It was K-Dot. He was K-Dot, yeah. And he was like, he changed to Kendrick Lamar. He got put on, and look at what the hell he does. He does whatever he wants to do. Right, J. Right. Cole wasn't always J. Cole. He was the therapist. <laughs> right. Some shit. <laughs> whatever the fuck his name was before. Rhapsody's name wasn't even Rhapsody before. No, nah, it wasn't. You know what I'm saying? So... It, it takes that, sometimes it just takes that one person to walk into the room and be like, yo, you got it. Mm, we just got to polish you up a little bit. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Give you a little spit shine real quick and mm, then you're going to be golden. Yeah. So, you know, when my husband put it to me like that, and my husband knows how to like get me back centered, you know mm, what I'm saying? Because I be out there. Yeah. So he knows how to bring me back to a, a level state. Mm. So we had our conversation and he was like, you know, stop crying. Like, you good. Like, he was like, yo, I get why you mad. I mm. understand. He was like, but you're looking at it the wrong way. Mm. So I went back up to the hotel room, looked at Jimmy. I was like, all right, you win. Mm. You lucky Q's my husband. You lucky right, he's right. just that you type lucky, of you dude. You lucky you talking off the ledge, nigga. <laughs> right. Like, you lucky he's, he's that man. You mm. know what I mean? Because, you know, so he, you know, like I said, and I was like, all right, let's go. So that day... We went back out to Complex Con. So while we was back out to Complex Con, Jimmy left and, you know, he went to go do his work mm. that he was there for. So I was going to the panels and all that. And, you know, we texting back and forth. And he's like, yo, what, what are we going to change the name to? I'm like, I don't know. You tell me. He's mm. like, <laughs> you know? So I, I was the one who said, what about Honey? Mm. So he pitched the name to one of the uh, one of the big boys we work with, um, mm. Kelly G. Mm. Kelly G was like, yo, I like it. Now, Kelly G used to work at Revolt, and he was, like, a very high up at Revolt and everything. Mm. And um, he's, you know, moving around now with different offers and stuff like that. But okay. uh, very cool dude, all that. But he's been in the game a really long time, and mm. he's he's seen v- uh, numerous artists, you know what I'm saying, like, mm. come and go. And, you know, he used to be responsible for getting these people on TV. Mm. You know what I mean? So, um Jimmy told him, like, yo, what do you think? Because he was out there, too, like I said. And Kelly was like, yo, honey, that's that's a go. Mm. So we went with it. Now, mind you, my artist name used to be Honey in the past. In the past, right. But I spelled it different. Mm. 
when I moved back to Connecticut after leaving the military and everything, mm. I rebranded myself and I went by Nikki Ellis. Okay. So then when I went to go do this rebrand, I went back to Honey, but I just spelled it differently. Okay. But I felt like when I was calling myself Honey before, mm-hmm. compared to what it is now, now, it wasn't that before. So mm-hmm. it didn't fit me back then. Right. But now it fits. Right. I mean, I, I get it now. You know, you got the purple hair, the rebrand, the whole name, Prince. I get it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, B. Davis did that when I went over there. He was like, so do you want me to announce you as like the artist formerly? No, I was right. like, bro, I'm not Prince. Because like, <laughs> I saw it, I was like, yo, the rebrand, the purple hair. I was like, oh, it's kind of symbolic. I get it. Even if you didn't do it on purpose, I kind of get it. Well, you know what's funny with that is that um, my hairstylist, Mikey, he's been doing my hair for the last few years, but he was helping me get my real hair mm. healthy again because my real hair had got screwed up at mm. a salon I went to and it ended up turning green. Shit. And it was like mad short. So mm-hmm. I couldn't even like really do nothing about it. So my homegirl was like, yo, why don't you? She showed me Mikey's IG mm-hmm. and was like, yo, he's a color specialist. It's probably gonna cost you a little bit more money to get your hair fixed through him. Yeah. But he's gonna take he's gonna make sure that your your shit goes back to normal and healthy. Mm-hmm. So I went, made my appointment, went over there, and then you know, at that time I was still going by Nikki Ellis, all of that. Mm-hmm. So Mikey kept on. Yeah, he's a wig specialist, too. Mm. So, I mean, he's got a huge following. He's worked with a lot of women, mm. all that. And, I mean, the dude definitely knows what he's doing. Right. So, for like a whole year, he's like, Nikki, baby, let's do let's do a wig. Da, 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 da. And I'm mm. like, nah, that's not me. Like, you know, I'm not even a hair person in general. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. so low-key with it. Uh-huh. And he's like, nah, but you're an artist. You need it. And, like, for a whole year... For a whole year, he was trying to get me to purchase a wig and mm. let him color it and all that. So when I came back from L.A., I went to go get my hair done. And um, I talked to him and I'm like, Mikey, it's honey now. What do we do? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you need to let me do this wig. Right. So I was like, I was like, all right. So I'm like, he's like, well, what color you want it? I'm like, damn, I don't know. Like, it's just so many questions. The color of honey. So, I mean, that'd have been like a golden blonde or some like um, some platinum blonde or some bubble. Well, at first, I, so I told Mike, I said, you know, this is your area of expertise. Mm. I was like, so what color do you think would be good? He was like, why don't we do like a J-Lo type of blonde, mm. you know, where it's not like super, you know, bright, whatever. But, yeah. you know, it'll still give you a look and we'll just do it really long. Right. So I was like, all right, cool. So, um... I get my photo shoot set up, mm. all of that, so we can get, like, these press photos done and, you know, test it out and see how it's looking. So uh, Mikey was like, so I called Mikey, and I'm like, okay, this is the day to shoot, blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, well, you know, so what color do you want? And mm. I was like, I thought we were going to do the blonde. He's like, yeah, but I was thinking about it. And he was like, maybe we should go with one of the pastel-type colors. Mm. And I was like... He was like, he was like, Yo, we could do like a, a powder pink. We could do a baby blue, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever. He was like, we could do a lavender. And I was like, well, purple is my favorite color. So if we're going to do mm-hmm. any type of color, let's go with the purple. Right. So he's like, all right. So like what kind of, I was like, you know what? I said, you're the color specialist. Right. Just create. Nigga, I just said purple. You do what you do. I was like, you just <laughs> make it pop. You do what you got to do. Right. And you know, then I'm pretty sure it'll be fire. Right. So I didn't even see the wig until he put it on me at the photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And he put it on me. Ah, shit, and I was look like, at shit work, nigga. Okay, look at me. I'm a honey. Okay. I feel like honey. I smell like honey, nigga. Yo, honey, pick it was veil, so nigga. funny. It was so funny when I turned around in the chair because my makeup was already done. Mm. So then when he put the wig on. Just completed I, the look. Yo, but you know, it's so funny. I swear to God. 
when he turned around, like, I be saying a lot of stuff in my head. Mm. I won't say it out loud, though. <laughs> right. But, so I'm in my head. I turned around. The first thing that popped in my head, I was like, Cardi. <laughs> like, bad bitch. <laughs> I'm here now. <laughs> I, yo, it was just so funny, yo. Mm. But that was like, I called Jimmy on FaceTime, because Jimmy lives out in Austin. Okay. So I called him on FaceTime, and I'm like, yeah, so what you think? What you think? How these in the building? He's like, he's like, yo, big ass Cheshire cat smile ear to ear. Oh, yeah, this is he's it. like, yeah, that's that's it. That's, that's it. it. Mm. So once we got the photos back and I sent them to him, he was like, that's it. That's what it is every time. Mm. So what me and Mikey came up with, I ended up purchasing like a bunch of different wigs. Not a bunch, but a few. Mm. Purchased because they're expensive. So let me not say a bunch. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I had him order me a few different lengths. Mm. So this way, like, you know, when I want to do the short one, I got the short one. When I want the mid-length one, I got that. When I want the extra long one, I got that. And then every time I got something coming up, I just let him do his own thing. So he mixes up the colors and, mm. you know, it's not like he just takes a generic purple and puts it on there and dyes yeah, it. Like yeah, yeah. he's mixing different shades and All different colors shit, together. Yeah. So it's my very own creation. Right. So it's just you. So it's, so it's it encompasses honey mm -hmm. so right okay so that's like you know i want people i want it to be to the point where like people see a purple color and, and they think, think of, of honey right okay you gotta make it contagious that works now so you said initially you weren't with the shit so it was like nah. you know i don't want to do this shit i don't want to change my name you call q q says yo play the game did that let you know something about the industry? Like, yo, this might not be the last time that you have to quote unquote play the game. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you as an artist, you get to different levels in your career. You know what I'm saying? So this was a level that I've been trying to reach for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I was finally there. And I was like, so in a, in a way it hurt. But then once I talked to Q and I put that past me, I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, it's got to be no fucks given. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going to win. Point blanket period. Right. And that's just is what it is. So whatever I got to do to win, I'm going to win. Okay. Now, with women artists, right, mm. they tend to, I guess, go the route where they have to, I guess, sell sex yeah. or some shit like that. Where, you know, you, we got to make her sexy. We got to make her attractive to women. I mean, to, to men and women want to be her type of thing. Do that's you think, exactly what it is. Do you think they're trying to do that to you? And do, nah. and do you want that? They're not trying to do that to me. I've made it very clear that obviously if I was going to take the step to change my name, I did the hair, I'm doing, you know, the makeup, mm. obviously different looks. Because I always, you know, did the makeup for my videos and stuff like that. But obviously I'm doing more extravagant looks and mm. stuff like that. So I'm not doing just like simple looks anymore or anything like that. But um, nah, they, everybody, no, not one person has told me I need to be more like this. Mm. I need to do this more. Okay. Everybody that has been around me, they 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 understand my vibe and my energy, mm. and they just kind of like get how I roll. Like it's just because you know I'm 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 fun, I'm goofy, I'm whatever. But I mm. I have made it very clear. Like all right, I took this stuff, so I'm gonna be very open mm. and willing to try new things. And also, I'm the type of person that like I'm not a stylist. I'm mm. not a hairdresser. I'm not a makeup artist. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a director. I'm not this, that, or the third. So I am very trusting mm. to who has been hired to do certain things for me. Okay. So if you look at the Gotta Stunt video, mm. 
Mm-hmm. And it got a stunt video. Nothing in that video was something that I previously owned. And right, I brought right. with me for the video shoot. And we put it together. Like, that was all the stylist. Heard the song. Mm-hmm. Came up with the looks on her own. She was like, you're going to put this on her. And, but she would ask me, are you okay with this? Right. She's like, are you okay wearing this? Do mm-hmm. you like this? Are you okay wearing this? And I was like, yeah. And, you know, I was stepping out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. from what I normally would wear for a video. Mm-hmm. As I used to prior for uh, older songs and stuff like that. But when I looked in the mirror and stuff, I was like, yeah, you know what? I like the way this looks. And I, I felt confident and I felt good. But not one person was like, no, you need to wear that dress. Okay. No, you need to do this. You need to do that. Like everybody was making sure I was comfortable mm-hmm. and I was okay with where I was stepping into. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. so I don't think anybody's trying to force anything on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, but I'm I'm very trusting to the people who are hired to 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 do what they need to do to make you know to make me pop off. Mm. So I let them do their thing. They've been asking me if I'm comfortable. I tell them yeah. I tell them no, and we make it happen. Okay. And the reason I ask that because you know when it comes to female rappers specifically, mm-hmm. there seems to be no middle ground. It's either. Rhapsody, whereas bars, you know, you're you you teeter on, I guess, tomboyish and sexy, or there's Cardi, whereas like your your songs and your lyrics match, you know, the appearance. Whereas like you have to sell sex, you have to appeal to this certain demographic type of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think that Honey can, I guess, be the middle ground? Whereas like I'm not. A tomboy. I I have bars. I'm not the tomboy. You know, I'm not Cardi. I'm not trying to sell sex. Is there a happy medium with Honey? That's definitely what the goal is. Okay. Because I, regardless to name change, look change, whatever, like I'm always gonna be me. Mm. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, like I don't, I don't want to be something I'm not. I'm gonna be what I'm comfortable being in that moment. Right. You know what I mean? So if I hear a certain beat and it brings out a certain energy from me, that's going to be what it is. You You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If I, you know, if I'm in a certain setting and I'm like, oh, I got to turn it up like this or I got to, you know, chill like this, you know, and that's what the different wigs are for, too. You know, like when I'm in one setting, I'm going to have my long extravagant (laughs) down on my butt wig. Yeah. That's a bright ass purple. And then when I'm in another setting, I might have a nice little bun or whatever. You know what I mean? But. Mm But um, I mean, the goal is definitely like I still I still want my music and my personality and all that to still empower Mm. the younger generation. You know, I don't want them to feel like, you know, they have to be naked on Instagram to get attention. But I mean, I'm not naked on Instagram and I get attention. But when it comes, I mean, attractive woman, you know, that's 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 never going to go out of style. Attractive women. But it's like when you show more. When you're out there more, that seems to get more attention now. No, it definitely does. But I wanna, I wanna show the younger generation that you don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like I look at even my my marriage, right? Mm. So, not to toot my husband's horn, but my husband's fine. Mm-hmm. And you know, being the type of person that I am, I've always been like a tomboy growing up, and right. I always had more male friends than female friends mm. and stuff like that. But you know, I was the uh, I, I went through the whole ugly duckling thing as a kid. I was the girl mm-hmm. that none of the boys liked. I would have crushes on the boys and yeah, I get made fun of and whatever because of how I dressed and the way I was and whatever. Yeah. But 
heard that dyke line, I was like, oh shit. I had to bring it. You know Came at you with that shit. <laughs> Nikki Ellis ain't say nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but um, you know, I use that as an example where my husband fell for me mm. or for the fact that I wasn't like the other girls that were throwing themselves at him. Mm. You got to understand, me and my husband met in the military. Right. Sorry to say, but them bros be thirsty. <laughs> Yeah. Some of them just go to the military on some shit. Like, I'm about to snag to me a husband. Just get dick. <laughs> I'm about to snag me a man. Mm. And then I'm going to get out and I'm going to live off this nigga. And mm -hmm. da, da, da. I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? So sure, I've seen it too. So, like, with my husband, he felt for the fact that he could tell that I was always just being me. I was mm. always being genuine. He liked the fact that I would rather be in sweats, chilling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? He liked the fact that we could relate. On how we both like matching J's and mm. you know what I'm saying? Like that was it's what little he liked shit like about that, me. Like, that women don't get, but go, I'm sorry, go ahead. But that's what he liked about me. He liked the fact that I didn't spend an hour every morning getting ready, mm. putting a face on and all that. He loves the way I look when I'm just chilling mm. home on the weekend, you know. Like he that's what he felt for. He felt for the the original me. Yeah. You know what I mean? He for he felt for the authentic Nikki Ellis. Right. Yeah. So that's just what I want to show people is like, and you know what? All them girls that used to make fun of me and all of that, mm. nine out of ten of them are single, baby mamas, miserable. Talk your shit. I'm just saying, <laughs> nah, like, I'll be on Facebook too, looking at these motherfuckers, like, whoo, dodge that bullet. Yo, some of the boys that I had crushes on back in the day, I'm like, you're bald. Fat. You're fat. Horrible hairlines. Missing mad teeth. <laughs> Nigga, what? What? Yo, life hit you hard. Yo, I don't know what happened talk. to you motherfuckers, but whew. And I just be like, damn, I got this six foot diesel, beautiful black man standing next to me. I got some beautiful baby boys. Black king. Black yes, kings. I got a black king black next kings. to me. And it's crazy because sometimes people be looking like, how the hell Nikki back that? And I be like, because I was me. <laughs> like, chill, bitch. Because I was me. Go, go find you one. <laughs> right. I was me. There was no filters on my Instagram pictures. I ain't catfished nobody in the DMs. Mm, talk like, about <laughs> it. I've been catfished so many fucking times. It's horrible out here, yo. 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 <laughs> at least at least three times within the past two years, yo. Crazy. You bitches put these filters, make y'all face slim, eyes big. You, yo, it's, it's horrible. And then, then you meet them in person. They look wild my favorite <laughs> is when you go to somebody's profile and all their pictures not just a filter yeah. but it's like the dog filter the the uh you know what i'm saying like yeah. the snapchat it, ones it, it, it be and them it's bitches, like every picture got stars around it it be them bitches that it say you joined facebook in 2011 but they don't got a picture past 2016 yeah you bitches need to die because <laughs> that's fucked up for me i'm sitting there thinking i, I caught one and you, you look like a totally different it, it was a whole 180 with you bitches but you know i digress this ain't my interview <laughs> so recently i heard that you quit your job yeah. Right. So now it's music full time, correct? Yes, music is full time. Music full time. All right. So, did you quit your job because of the music, or if you felt like you couldn't do both? Um, I went through a lot in the past, like six months. Mm -hmm. Just like emotionally, mentally, in my family. Mm -hmm. Um, so back in July, back in July was when. I went to Seattle to go shoot the videos. Mm -hmm. So while I was in Seattle, the day we were shooting got a stunt. It was like the day before I was going to fly back home. Mm -hmm. I get a text message from my husband. 
He's in the ER. They went to play ball, tore his Achilles tendon. Mm. So he's in the ER, all of that. So now I'm, I'm, you know, getting ready to fly home the next day with, you know, that on my mind. Like, damn, mm. he's hurt. I was working two jobs at the time. Mm. So I come back and, you know, his job tells him, like, you, uh, you can't be at work while you're on crutches. Mm. So now my husband is the breadwinner. You know what I'm saying? Like, his right. job is... He, he was always making more money than me. Back right. when we was in the military, he outranked me. You know, mm -hmm. he's always just yeah, yeah, yeah. brought in more money than me. His resume is a lot better than mine. So, right, right. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying? He gets these bomb-ass jobs. Mm. So, you know, that happening, it brought, like, a lot of stress. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, obviously, like, I had to change up what I was doing at my job, and I had to get more hours, and I wasn't seeing my kids and mm. all that. And then um, that same week, that my husband got hurt. You know, I came back. We find out he can't go back to work. Mm -hmm. Uh, That same week, my cousin, like, drops dead. Mm. So come to find out he had a heart disease that he didn't know about. Mm. So he was at home thinking that he had heartburn. Mm. But he was actually having a heart attack. Mm. And his fiance found him on the bathroom floor. <laughs> like, she left the house for 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. She went came to get back. an oil change, came mm -hmm. back and found him dead on the platform floor. Wow. Tried to do, you know, CPR, CPR all yeah. of that, but he was already gone. So, How old was he? 38. Wow. So that put a lot into perspective for me. Mm -hmm. Because like me and my, my cousins on my dad's side, he was one of my cousins from my dad's side. Mm -hmm. We all grew, me and my first cousins, we all grew up so tight knit. Mm. Whereas like We not even like cousins We're all like, like siblings, Brothers like, and sisters With each other that, yeah. You know what I'm saying We got our We got our set of big brothers And then you got You know us And mm. whatever You know what I mean So And like Fred Was a big Had a big part As far as like My music and stuff Cause like Jay-Z's my favorite rapper Fred's the one who put me on to Jay-Z mm. When I was a kid mm. Cause Fred's eight years older than me So he put me on to Jay-Z When I was a kid Mm. We used to have arguments because I used to mess with him and be like, nah, Nas is better. Da, 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 yeah, one of those. To, <laughs> just to make him mad, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he would come back, whatever, when I was first starting rapping as a young kid, he was always like, let me hear you, let me hear you, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, his best friend, Rasheem, was a, a, a very well-known rapper in New Britain. So he used to tell Ra, like, yo, get with Nicki, blah, blah, blah. Rod would give me like they throwaway beats that they wasn't using no more, all of that. Mm. And you know, they all they all had a hand in like helping nurture me as an artist little by little. You know, they would come to my talent shows in high school and mm. all of that. Um, always supporting my music when it would drop. They'd be right there on Tidal or, you know, Apple Music, whatever they had, and they'd be right there on it. Mm. Um, so like when he died, it was really like when people be like, oh, you know, like you could be here today and you could be going tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That shit never clicked to me. Hit you hard. It it, like it oh, you know it exists, but yeah. it didn't hit me until that. Because, you know, we've dealt with deaths in the family mm. and stuff, but they were because people were sick. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then so when you you're like it. you got to at least be like, you know, okay, well, well, I was at peace now, or yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. so and so's at peace now or whatever. But with him, he wasn't suffering. Mm. His, the night before he died, he was at a wedding. Living it up. 
So mm-hmm. his fiance was posting pictures that morning of them at the wedding. I'm liking them and all that. Mm-hmm. And then we get this call. They're out of nowhere. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So don't even make sense. So that happening. And then after that, it was like my job was stressing me so much. So I'm sitting there like I'm trying to keep my family situation on point and keep everything together. Mm. You know, we got three kids at the house. Right. So I'm trying to like make sure they good. I'm trying to make sure my husband is good because, mm. you know, he's out of work. He's hurt. And I'm trying to make sure he's good mentally. I'm trying to make sure he's just good in general. I don't want him doing nothing that could possibly hurt him even more, you know, because our stairs up and down are a little slippery. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yo, you good? You need this? You need that? I'll right, get it for right. you. I'll do this. I'll do that. I actually quit my second job just to make sure that I was home enough mm-hmm. to be able to make sure that like things were taken care of. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? So when my job kept just like stressing me out, stressing me out, stressing me out, I was like, yo, I can't even do this. And I was like, I was like mad all the time. Like I would mm. go to work mad because I'm like, I feel like that now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It be like I hear that. You. <laughs> so when uh when when it got to that point, like I'm literally texting my husband every day I'm at work. I'm like, yo, I'm about to just walk out. Like I was Fucking at that point niggas, man. where I was like, yo, I'm really just about to walk out this bitch. Mm. So I um so I had a situation where I had like my evaluation and they played me on my evaluation and I was like, yo, y'all are bugging. Yeah, y'all bugging the so, fuck out. They tried to. They started being petty with me after the evaluation, and I was like, mm. "Yo, y'all want to be petty? I'ma just put my notice in." Mm. So I put my notice in, and then they kept being petty. I'm like, "Y'all can't just let me like chill for my last few shifts and like just mm. you know do what I gotta do and be out." And they kept on their petty shit. So I was like, "You know what? Here's my keys. Here's my mm. badge, and I'm just gonna leave now." Like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. I'm fucking out of here. Like y'all could keep these last three shifts. I'm just gonna go, mm. and that's what I did. Word. And you know what? I've been at so much peace. Best decision you ever made. I have been at so much peace. And now that the music dropped mm. and it's like, you know, everything is just really coming into fruition. Mm. It's just, it's a great feeling. Mm. It's a great feeling. Word. Now, that shit that happened with your cousin, because I'm kind of going through that right now where my cousin's in the hospital and he got pneumonia and he's like, he's never had the best immune system. Mm. So it's like, kind of like on edge for him because that's like my nigga this yeah. is, you know, that's, that's my big little cousin but we more like brothers and shit yeah. right now have you fully dealt with that because he's had a such a big influence on your life and you say you know he introduced you to certain artists and, and shit like that but have you fully dealt with that or have you trying to been disguised that with like work and just keep going and keep working um because it's because it's, it's important to to really like grieve and be like yo I, right now, I just can't do it. I feel like I've dealt with it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I, I have moments every single day. Like I keep mm-hmm. his picture up in my car, right? And you know, so I, I I look at his face every day. I have my moments where, like, what was it? Uh, last Thursday, I'm driving, listening to nine three seven in the morning. They doing the Thursday Throwdown, Drake versus Jay Z. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at his picture in the car. I'm like, Fred, I already know who you got. You got Jay Z. <laughs> right, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I have my own little conversation or whatever with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I have dealt with it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I have my moments every single day still. Because it's, it's only been a few months. Mm-hmm. And it's not just thinking about him that gets to me. Sometimes it's like thinking about my aunt and yeah. the pain that she's in from losing her son you, so, so expectedly. You never want to lose a child. Right. And the fact that it was so unexpected. Yeah. Like, 
that's what really gets me. And like I said, our family is so tight knit mm. that it's like, and you know, I, I look at his son. His son is twenty years old. Shit. His son and him were best friends. That fucking. Sucks. So, you know, I you know I look at his son like mm. you know he's he's suffering. Yeah. He lost his dad. He lost his best friend. Best friend. You know, I look at. I look at his fiance. They were together for yeah. 11 years. 11 years. They didn't have their own kids together, but 11 years. She's been with him since his son was nine. Mm. He's been with her since her kids mm. were little. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, they're all dealing with it. She got to deal with the fact that she's going to sleep by herself every night now. Dude, that fucking sucks, bitch. And it's just like, crazy. Like her, her kids are affected greatly because they all live together. They all live together. You know now what I mean? She gotta so take on that burden of her kids are deeply affected by his loss. And and like I'm the type of person where I think about everybody like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like some days I have my shit where I just be like, even with all the music dropping, mm. he never got to hear the album. Mm. He never got to hear the album. So that shit fucks with me because I'm like, yo. My nigga will be so proud of me right now. Mm-hmm. He'd be so proud of me right now. He'd right. be posting that shit on everything for me. Mm. I mean, as 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 men, you know, we don't take the best care of ourselves. You know, we don't, you know, I'm like, all right, that shit'll pass. I put a band-aid on it. You know, I don't really yeah. go to the hospital like that. You know, I I, I take some moonshine, you know, it, it, it'll cure all this shit. I'll be Just all right. Clear it all out. Just clear it all out. But yeah, we we gotta start, you know. Checking up on ourselves and going to the doctor and doing these regular checkup checkups. You know, like the older we get, the more disrespectful the tests get. But you want to stick things in places that ain't supposed <laughs> to go. So you know, we as men, we gotta go to the doctor get them uncomfortable tests. Be but yeah, you know. I told that to my husband. I was yeah, like, yeah, like I told every Q, I was Q, like, yo, everybody, we gotta go. Black men, we gotta go to the doctor. Be I was like, and you know, as minorities, you know, especially. The, the food that we eat. Yeah, the food we you eat. You know what I'm saying? The fucking traditions we got. Look at the diet of, of a black person. Look at the diet of... I'm Puerto Rican. Look at how mm. we eat. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I try so hard to, like, only cook brown rice in my house. Mm. You know, for my kids and stuff. rice gotta to, go with everything. I'm trying to get them on it now where <laughs> right. they, you get used to brown rice. Like, we'll eat the... We'll eat the regular Spanish rice when we go to, like, my grandmother's house yeah, or my yeah, aunt's yeah. house or whatever. But, like, when I'm cooking, I don't cook the Spanish rice myself. Yeah. But then, like, you know, there's times where... My stepson, he'll be like, he'll ask my mom if she can make her rice or whatever. Yeah. So I'll be like, all right. But I'm like trying to get them on like the grilled chicken and and, and yeah, stuff like the that now. Stuff, yeah. You know what I mean? And my mom is a picky eater, so she never even introduced me to vegetables. I didn't start eating mm. vegetables when I was an adult. Oh, yeah. Our parents don't give a fuck. They but, fed us McDonald's like on a daily. Like they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't give a fuck about our well-being. <laughs> so, you know, it, we really need to pay attention to our... Because, you know, Spanish people, everything we cook got freaking like mad sodium in it. Everything. So it's like... Sodium, carbs. Y'all niggas don't eat right at all. <laughs> like, as much as I love Puerto Rican women, y'all don't... Yo, y'all tradition... Y'all stick to y'all traditions like nothing I've ever seen. Yo, <laughs> I'm trying to like break that in my household... And be like, yeah, y'all going to get that stuff when we go to Titi's house or whatever. But yeah, it's a special occasion dish. Yeah, when mommy's cooking, I'm cooking, you know. I, and I'm like, like, like tomorrow I'm supposed to make tacos. And I'm mm. doing with like ground turkey instead of ground beef. Nah, fuck that, yo. Like, I was trying, yo, man. I'm, you going to eat this shit. <laughs> yo, you either going to eat this shit. But you know what? I've done it before. Once that taco season is on there, you, it mm. don't, don't taste They don't no give a different. fuck. Yeah, they don't. Yo, kids, kids are dumb. They don't, they don't really know the difference between a lot of shit. They gonna eat them tacos. Word. Now, so you quit your second job, right? 
Now, do you feel like you put all your eggs in one basket with this music shit where it's like you don't so so you've you've abandoned all backup plans? Uh yeah. So so you're so you're so confident in his music shit where it's like, you know, Q's not working. Is he is he is he working now or no? He's still out? Nah, we both actually been um just rocking out with Uber and Lyft. So so you so you living off of Uber and Lyft rides to keep yourself going, paying whatever bills y'all got, rent, feeding y'all kids off of this, and and you're sticking to this music thing. Yeah. So so you refuse to get a nine to five. So you put all your eggs in one basket. Fuck this shit. I got my so so Uber and Lyft. Obviously, you you set your own hours. Yeah. So you refuse to go back to work, get a steady check. So so this music thing's it. Every I don't need a plan B. You don't need a plan B. I put it like this. I gave away all my interview clothes that I used to keep in my drawer for like just in case I have an interview pop up. I don't Mm. apply to no jobs because like you gotta. One thing I learned. Like, we all know, you know, everybody's been so into, like, energies lately and, you know, and 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 reading up on, you know, I don't want no bad energy, any good energy, any yeah, positive yeah, yeah. vibes, any this vibe, any that vibe, whatever. But, like, energy is a real, real thing. It's, it's not just thing. good energy, bad energy. Like, you got to prove to the universe mm-hmm. that what you want is what you deserve. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if I go get me another nine to five, mm-hmm. how's that proven to the universe that I'm an artist? You feel like you gave up on yourself. Like, regardless of what, my kids will always be fed. Mm-hmm. I'm a hustler at the end of the day. Right. My kids are Definitely. always going to be fed. Mm-hmm. My kids are always going to have clothes on their back mm-hmm. and shoes on their feet. Mm-hmm. They're never going to not sleep in a warm bed. Right. Like, I will always make sure of that. Mm. No matter what I got to do, how I got to finagle, how I got to maneuver. But I've learned that I do not need to go work for somebody else mm-hmm. who does not give a fuck if I live or die. Right. Who is going to treat me however they think they're going to treat me. I was at that job for four and a half years. Mm. Just to mm. in the end get treated like I wasn't shit. Mm-hmm. Because I had new management come in and whatever the case was. And the bitch was racist as hell. It mm. was super apparent. So I'm sitting there like, I'm never going to let myself be in this position again. Right. There's no need. That makes me feel pussy. <laughs> like, I, like I, should, I should quit my job because I'm still on the thing of, you know, I can quit. You know, I can do what I want to do. I want to do this thing for me. But then the second thought creeps in about my kids. It was like, you know, you know medical insurance what if they need something for dental eyes something if you ain't got a job go get state insurance my kids got husky i don't give a shit yeah but you know i but i'm like they get all the insurance through me that's that's my only thing that's the only thing that's keeping me from quitting my job is my kids where it's like if something was to happen where they need this this medicine this equipment this that and the third and I don't have a job and it costs an arm and a leg to get this shit with my copay or whatever. It costs like $50, a hundred dollars or whatever. But without me having a job, it might cost like five, six, even more than that hundred. Yeah. So that's my whole thing. And like, I just feel mad pussy now that you said that. Nah, I mean, <laughs> like, I, feel I, like, just, I feel like I should just, just walk in my job. Like, you know what? Fuck y'all niggas. Nah, you ain't got to feel <laughs> pussy. I'm just, I just like, so, sometimes it takes like a huge loss or like a huge you know, like my cousin Fred dying really put that battery in your back. Like, yo, yo, it you really, really did. Where I was like, yo, I cannot live another day being super unhappy. Mm-hmm. 
I can't. And I was so unhappy at my job. Mm-hmm. Like, for the fact that I was trying to be positive every day going to work, and then it's just getting shot down within the first hour of me being there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'd be within the first five minutes of me walking through the door, I'm getting hit with bullshit that trust I'm like, me, trust me, how does this you. even make sense? I feel you. <laughs> I look at, I would look at my manager like, how does what you just said to me make any sense? Right. <laughs> I didn't even put my food in my in the refrigerator yet. Right. How does what you just said to me make any sense? I walk in and, and look at all my coworkers. Like I hate all you motherfuckers. Every single one of y'all. I don't want to Luckily, talk to my co my actual coworkers. We all like vibed out really good together. We all like worked really well together. Mm. All of that. But the management, I was like, yo, y'all can add us. That's why I was like, leave these keys. And you know what? Even when I told Q, like when I told my husband, I, I called him. I'm like, yo, babe, I'm about to really like walk out this time. Like they really, really got me fucked up. Mm. And he was like, yo, honestly, with the way you've been lately, if that's mm. what's going to bring you peace, do it. Mm. That's all I need to see here. Mm. As long as he was like, because I'm like, he wasn't working. Mm-hmm. So for him to be like, yo, we will figure this, we'll shit, figure out, this shit out, but I need you to be okay. And mm-hmm. I wasn't okay. And like the whole mental health thing, it really is so important right now. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would have made, de- made this decision without Q? Because that, that, that support system is, is huge. For him to say like, yo, babe, I see you unhappy. Fuck this shit. We'll figure it out. I think if, if Q wasn't on board, I was waiting for the green light from him. Mm-hmm. But if he wasn't on board with me leaving, I probably would have sucked it up for mm-hmm. a little longer at least. Mm-hmm. But I had it in my head. Like, I already had, like, a whole plan. I had my, my date book, my calendar book right. that I keep in my backpack with me. I had that shit written out. Mm-hmm. I said, December, I had December 6th mm-hmm. squared off. And I said, two weeks notice will be put in by this day. So I had a whole this plan. Yeah. Okay. No, I had a whole plan. Like, I was going to leave regardless. Mm-hmm. And I had a whole plan. But once mm. they started really, really getting at me, mm. and I was like, okay, y'all got me fucked up. Because if you think that I need this job, and mm. that's the thing, there's too many people out here that got that ego mm. where they look at you like you need them. Mm. And it's like that with songs. It's like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just went through a, a situation where I had to I had to make a decision. Like, you know what? I won't even use this record now. Mm. Because guess what? You're trying to play me, and I don't need you. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So so let's so let's speak more to that. So so this new project you got coming out. So dark past, bright future, right? Mm-hmm. Are there a lot of collaborations on it? Um, there are collaborations on hooks. On hooks, not there's really no, verses. There's nobody actually. No, no, no. Yeah, dark past, bright future doesn't have anybody featured on on a verse. On a verse, so it's just strictly hooks. Just hooks. Okay. So were you trying to prove a point? Where it was like No, um, it was just so when we went out there to Atlanta to record everything, Jimmy just had a plan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And there was um two of the songs actually that I have a feature on. I got Clem Rashad. He's on a track applying pressure and he's on my first single that dropped a few weeks ago, Trending. Mm-hmm. Um Clem Rashad is actually a well known writer in the industry. Mm. So and he's actually on Wale's new record routine. He's the one that's on the hook. Hmm. So Clem has actually written for Nicki Minaj. He's written for um, Meek Mill. Mm-hmm. He's written for Ross. He's written a lot of records for a, a lot of records that we hear on the radio that I was like loving. I didn't even realize that Clem was, you know, I didn't even realize that they had a, a writer. You know what I'm saying? And then I mm-hmm. meet Clem 
and I hear all his accolades, and I'm like, this dude wrote some of my favorite records. You know what I'm saying? And not even realizing it. Right. So, um, me and him, we he was actually one of the ones that was in the hotel room when I said we uh changed when we was talking having the conversation about changing my name. Mm. So he was actually one of the ones that was there. That was the first weekend of me meeting him. So um Clem actually wrote a few of the hooks for the project and the two songs that he's that he's on, um, his energy for the hooks, I just couldn't match it. Mm. You know, no lie, no, you know what I'm saying? I was like, and I, I just the way he wrote him, I was like, yeah, I, I kind of really just want him to stay on it. Like, I feel mm. like it'll be, just be fire if he's on those hooks. So he agreed to it. And, right. you know, we kept him like that. And I think that him being on the hook on Trending, like, you know, and he showed love, came through to the video, mm, all of yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I really think, like, you know, him being on the hook, it just took it to another level. You know what I'm saying? Than if it was just me. Mm. Um, And then I have Goddess Stein is out right now featuring Nevaeh. Mm. She's a singer from Dallas. Okay. She actually just got featured like on the Shade Room the other day. She's popping. She's super lit. Cause some um, good shit she featured on there. Like yeah, some... yeah, yeah. They okay, were featuring. Okay, okay, um, cool. they were they were featuring like dope singers. Oh, okay. So cool. I, I, was, she... I was scared for a second. Oh no, no, no. So <laughs> she it, it was somebody tagged me in it, and I go look, and I'm like, oh, there goes my girl. Yeah, because as you know, shade room be some bullshit sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, because like, I was like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was like you know it had multiple posts, so I had to slide mm. through, and then I found her, and I was like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so Nevea, she's on the hook for Got a Stunt. Mm-hmm. Um, she's super dope. She came through to the studio out in Atlanta. And, you know, uh, I was, I did the whole project with Pierre Medor. Pierre Medor is originally from out here in uh, New Haven area. Mm. And then he moved out to Atlanta when he was like 18 or something like that. Mm. And, uh, he just stayed out there. So he actually engineered and vocal produced the whole project. Mm. Um, so he knew Novea and with the hook that we had in mind, he caught her. She came through, laid it down. And then uh, other than that, yeah, we're going to have, there's one other record that we're going to put on there. Um, and that one is going to have a female singer on the hook as well. Okay. So. Okay, cool. So you mentioned that you do, you, you get features on a, on a project, but people feel, I guess, entitled when they get on a track of yours and you feel like, yo, I don't need you. Have you have you had a lot of problems with CT artists or like getting well? I guess getting features on your your songs and feeling like they need to be there or like they feel privileged to be there or some shit. Well, this is this is how I look look at it. First off, I know everybody's not like me, mm. and I'm the type of person that I genuinely want to see everybody win. Whatever your lane is, right? Whatever path you choose. If that's what you truly love and that's what you're truly passionate about, I want to see you win. Right. You know what I mean? Um, so I've had plenty of people reach out to me for help or, you know, want, you know, a feature for this or whatever. Mm. And I don't got any problem doing stuff for the love if we build in that type of relationship. You mm. know what I mean? Obviously, some people, it is strictly business. You mm. know what I'm saying? But now if me and you work on a track, and we under the and everybody's under the impression that we doing this together. This is for the love. You mm. know what I'm saying? This is just on the strength of wanting to bring each other up and see each other win. And we know this record is going to be high and whatever, mm. whatever. And then you turn around and you try to act funny when the time comes mm. and you start asking for 
certain things that, you know, like you start to reek of desperation. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? And we could smell you uh-huh. from from a very long distance. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I I just look at it like, yo, if you did something on the strength mm. and you did something for the love, keep that energy. Because guess what? If you did something for me on the strength of for the love and that shit pop off and it work out and whatever, I'm always going to make sure you eat. Mm. I'm always going to make sure that if you rock with me, that you good. Mm. I may be not able to do something for you in that moment, but maybe in a year or whatever. Yo, look at Lizzo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Truth Hurts been out I heard for like two years or something like that but it just popped off this been year been out for a while shit Lil Nas X that shit was that shit was out in like November December that shit didn't pop to like February March right like so now if I got a situation where we on this record together and I have a Truth Hurts type record mm-hmm. that blows the fuck up mm-hmm. Maybe I ain't give you nothing that day. We was rocking in this little hole in the wall studio. But guess what? I'm going to make sure you eat next year when, when the shit blows the fuck up. Right. But some people don't want to wait until then. They start to see the, uh, they start to see an opportunity or they think it's an opportunity. Mm. And then they look, they want to look at me like that opportunity or whatever. And guess what? I'm not the one because mm. I'm the one that. If I did something for you on the strength, it's going to stay that way. And I'm not going to expect nothing no matter where it goes, no matter whether we talk again or we don't talk again or whatever. Mm. But anyway, it's not me. Okay. All right. So now with the features that you do have on this project, two things I heard is that I don't hear any CT artists and I don't hear any female artists. So there's no... No, Nevaeh is a female? Got a son. Okay, yeah, yeah, she's right. a female. Okay, cool. No CT though. No, no CT. Is there is there a problem with you and CT artists? Nah, with I'm collaborating. I'm on that um Cutboy remix. I'm talking about on your own project. When somebody asks you to be on a on you know on a remix or whatever, but I'm talking about like for your own personal project with you reaching out to certain artists because it's kind of rare that. So Nevaeh is from Dallas, you said, mm-hmm. and Clem is from Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington. That's nowhere near CT. Nope. <laughs> so, so not at all. So, what's up with the CT? I guess love because what I see a lot of a lot nowadays is you know a lot of these CT artists from the A six O two O three are just like within the same area code. They're like you know collaborating with each other, but mm-hmm. there's nothing on this project. So. Did it not fit a CTR that you know, or just it didn't come nah, together? Or? So, all right. What people need to what people need to understand is that with this project, mm. we literally I went to Atlanta in December uh-huh. for like five days. Mm-hmm. Three of those five days was in the studio, like just all day in the studio. Mm, so, so are you a person that has to work with the artist in the studio, or you, or you can email a? Nah, we we could do email. Like I mean, okay. Clem was all the way in Tacoma. He yeah. didn't come down to Atlanta okay. and do the and, and do his um hooks or nothing like that. Mm. And Nevaeh just happened to be in Atlanta at the time. She came through, but she literally had just got to Atlanta the day before. Okay, like I think actually the same day that I got to Atlanta, she came. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so now remember I'm signed now. Mm. So Jimmy is basically calling all the shots. So Jimmy called me and said, yo, get a ticket and get to Atlanta on this day. Mm. Till this day. 
Okay. When I walked in there, he already had the engineer. He had the engineer had beats in mind mm. of what to create. He had the other beats already uploaded from the other producers that Jimmy got mm. to work on the project. And we had a songwriter already there as well to help out with what we was because we was working from scratch for a lot of it. Mm. So Jimmy had everything set up. Okay. I literally walked in. Pierre and the writer that was there was Lord Rossi. Rossi's done work with like T.I. and shit. Um, mm. he's, he's really, really dope. Um, so I got there, like I said, they were there. The first like two hours was really just me, Rossi and Pierre chopping it up and them just kind of catching a vibe off of me. Mm. And from there, Pierre jumped on the, on the laptop and created Got A Stunt. Mm. He okay. created the beats of Got A Stunt and Rossi started writing the hook. Mm. So Rossi's right in the hook and they told me what they thought I should talk about on it. And that's what I went with. Okay. And then, so it wasn't about like CT artists or anything like that. It's just like when I signed with Jimmy, he had an ideation. He had an idea in mind of what. He had an ideation. He knew, yo, Pierre's going to be able to do this. Mm. Pierre's going to be able to pull this off. Street Runner did four records on my project. Mm. Street Runner, yeah. Google that name, man. Street Runner has Grammys. Mm -hmm. Street Runner did What's Free, that's on the Meek Mill album. Yeah. He did Routine. That That's what I was saying. Clemens on it. Clemens and, and Street is a team. Mm. They like Batman and Robin. I don't know which one you consider Batman, and I don't know which one you consider Robin. <laughs> but them niggas is Batman and Robin. Clem come with the fire ass hooks, mm. and Street come with the fire ass beats. Uh -huh. They put them shits together, and they sell them shits to all these artists in the industry. Mm. Mm. So, me getting to have them kind of packages, I got four of them kind of packages. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, me getting to have that was crazy. Mm. Like, so when I tell you it wasn't about CT this or CT that or whatever, Jimmy had a whole ideation mm. and he was like, this is what we're doing. Okay. And mind you, even at that time, I didn't have the look yet. Mm. Nothing. That all came after. Okay. It was all about like, I literally signed a dotted line with Jimmy mm. this week and next week I was in Atlanta. Mm. So I wasn't here. I wasn't. And it wasn't about, I wasn't able to be, not saying I wasn't able, because I'm maybe, I'm pretty sure if I would have brought up a certain suggestion, yeah, yeah, he would have yeah. been down for it. Uh -huh. Or he would have at least taken it into consideration. But the where we were at, the creativity that we was on, and, and, and the path we were driving down the road, mm -hmm. like, it wasn't, it wasn't a need for it. You know what I mean? Right. And not in, not in a bad way, mm. or anything like that. It just, where we were headed, we you know, we went where we were headed. You know what mm. I'm saying? We didn't, I wasn't concerned with, I, I got to just be an artist. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't, I didn't have to be concerned with what was going to make this do and, and what was going to make this do this. And like, mm. I got to just write and just get in a zone and just do me. Okay. And also I felt like it was good that it is about, you know, it, 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 I'm the, it is mainly about me. Look at Fab's first album. Mm. Fab only had people on the hooks. He didn't mm. have nobody on the verses. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, we did have... I do have another song, but it's going to come out later on. Um, 
because it was supposed to be a part of this project where we printed a part of the second project. Okay. That one does have a feature on the verses. That one has a feature from Pineapple City. She's an artist mm. from out in Jersey. She's super dope. Okay. Met her out in South by. We clicked. She's super, super dope. Mm. Um, She just got signed to Red Bull Records. Oh, shit. Yeah. She's she's lit. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I said it's not. And I think just to, like, really touch on this real quick with the whole CT shit, like, I think too many artists, the reason we get stuck, the reason they get stuck in a CT bubble, mm. because we all know that there's this CT bubble right. that artists are stuck in. Uh-huh. And I think the reason that they're stuck in that bubble is because they're too focused on Connecticut. Mm. But but don't you think you need to be focused on the crib first before you start to reach out to other states? Because I feel like you need to be popping on your street first, then in your hood first, then in your city, and then you take over your state, and then you can branch out to other places. I feel like if you don't connect with home, you're never going to be really successful. But look at how many artists didn't become the hometown hero until after other people felt them. Meek Mill said that Connecticut was the first ones to embrace him. Right. French come out here a lot. Fucking, uh, what's her face? Young and May come out here a lot. She a lot of love out here. Are you are you under the impression, you know, because a lot of CT artists feel like they need to leave CT to get popping. Are you under the impression that you might have to go to another state that's more music-centric in order to really pop? Like a Cali or a New York or a Atlanta? I don't think... Like, I'm not going to leave CT anytime soon. My support system is here. I have small children. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to be stupid and be like, oh, I'm just going to pick up my whole entire family, my three kids, and we're going to move to California where the fucking rent is $2,000 for a one-bedroom apartment. Ain't that much Uber in the world. Right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to do nothing like that. I'm not leaving CT. But what I feel like is you need to step out of CT. I recorded my entire project in Atlanta. Right. I shot all my videos in Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. Like, the music and the sound wouldn't have been the same if I did everything in Connecticut. Like, yeah. sometimes yeah. you need to travel. Yeah, you, you need, need to, to step somewhere. outside. You yeah. need to go somewhere else. You know how many people are out here that are rappers and they're popping in their area, mm. but they ain't never been to a South by Southwest? Right. Like, you, these, these are things you need to do. That, that just shows how serious they take it. But I think too many people are focused on trying to get the hometown love and trying to be the hometown hero. Mm-hmm. That That's why they keep getting stuck in that bubble. Like, you need to step out and you need to meet other people and you need to be from other areas. Mm-hmm. You need to be around... You need to be around other areas mm-hmm. and be around other people, even if it's just for inspiration. You know what I mean? Like... You don't got to fucking move to L.A., mm. but, yo, save up a little money and go to L.A. for, like, four days and put stick your toes in the sand, go eat some Roscoe's chicken and waffles mm. or whatever. Get a little bit of inspiration. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, my thing is, right, I'd rather be the big fish in a small pond that is Connecticut because how Meek Mill got on, which you mentioned, right, is that Rick Ross did a concert out here. He was like, yo, who the most popping artist out here in Philly? Everybody was like Meek Mill, Meek Mill, Meek Mill. I didn't really hear a Meek. I heard a couple songs from Meek Mill, but none of them really hit for me. But when he got with Ross, that's when he really got the pop. I feel like enough artists 
travel through here, whether it be concerts with Hot Nine Three Seven or just different shit. Like, who's the biggest artist here? I feel like if so, if they were to come here and say that, like, yo, who's the biggest artist out here? Who's being played on the radio? And if they get that definitive artist and work with them and put them on, then it's like, yo, I I did it here in CT. I didn't have to move to a in Atlanta because everybody feels like they got to move to this big ass city but to you get popping but, yeah, you you but you a small fish in a big ass pond like everybody in Atlanta is trying to get popping everybody in LA is trying to get popping everybody in New York is trying to get popping yeah it's oversaturated so I don't think that's what I'm saying like I don't think you need to move mm. but you do need to, to go travel. you do need to travel Shows whether it's for inspiration whether it's just to like work with people or whatever you know what i'm saying like maybe you might have to spend a little bit more money to go work with a pierre Medor, right who has plaques and shit like that but guess what you're gonna get a fucking amazing ass record mm -hmm. that not saying that somebody from ct can't give it to you right but it is going you're gonna be a different artist in that studio in atlanta surrounded by plaques mm-hmm it's a, it's a whole different feeling. It gives you a different vibe. It gives you a different type of inspiration to be. Yo, the whole time I was there, Brian Michael Cox was in the next room over. Oh, that's a fuck. That's a that's a name. I like I like the name drops. Let me pick that up real quick. I got to I got to meet him. Everything. Name. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I got to meet him. All of that, and I'm like, he was mad cool, mad down to earth. You know what I'm saying? He's just in the next room over from us working because Doppler Studios is mad big. They got yeah d different suites, different rooms you can rent out, whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, and like I said, I'm I'm sitting in a room with Pierre Medora, who's a corner boy, mm -hmm. who literally, I'm looking at a plaque from Diddy. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at a plaque from Britney Spears. I'm looking at a, pra a plaque from Mary J. Blige. I'm looking at a plaque from Sierra. I'm looking at a plaque from Omarion. Legends. You know what I mean? So I'm saying here, like, it brings something else out in you. Mm. And that's what you need. Right. Everybody needs that. And I don't even think it's just strictly to artists. I don't think it's just strictly to, like, um, a rapper or a singer. I feel like anything you do artistically, whether you're a photographer, whether you're a videographer, whether you're a painter, mm. whether you're a graphic designer, like we all need inspiration. Right, right, right. You never know what situation is going to spark what or whatever. You know what I mean? What's going to bring what out of you? Yeah. Sometimes little ass shit happens that we don't really think much about. And then I'll go to write a song or something. And I'll be like, yo, that shit kind of remind me of that time. I was, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Lexi, you know, like, I got a whole story I'm writing about mm -hmm. from something stupid at the diner or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I think it's just, I don't, I don't think you don't go for the hometown love. Cause you know, I'm never going to not be like, oh, I'm not from CT or whatever. Mm. Remember like when Jagged Edge got popping, you know, the twins is yeah, from Hartford. They yeah, ain't never once claimed they from Hartford. Yeah. A lot of niggas, y'all, y'all niggas like to say that y'all not from CT, but we know we out here. Right. But I'm never going to not be like, oh, I'm not from Connecticut or whatever. Like I'm, anybody has one phone from Connecticut and I say it proudly, mm. but I don't want it to be where that's all I'm known for. I don't want it to be like, oh, I'm a rapper from Connecticut. You definitely. know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's just what happens too much. Mm. Like, we all definitely want to get that hometown love. We all want to be that hometown hero. Mm. You know what I mean? But you don't want to get stuck and stagnant here. Right. Exactly. I'm not going to put all my eggs in the Connecticut basket. Right. I hear you. Thank you, G. Appreciate you, my nigga. You got it. Yeah, I'm going to just I'm a, like just a little more. I'm looking at this little baby sip I got left. 
<laughs> now, um, Dark Past, Bright Future is the name of the project. Yes, sir. Why is that the name of the project? Um, It's actually the first song that's on the project. Okay. The first song on the project is called Dark Past, Bright Future. Okay. So when we were thinking about names for the project, we was like, yo, Dark Past, Bright Future actually kind of really fits mm-hmm. what we're doing. Okay, so... Not to say that Nikki Ellis was a dark past, but do what? Well, so, so what is the dark past? I think the dark past is just everything leading up to now. Not saying that it's completely dark. You know what but, I'm saying? Yeah. I have beautiful children. I got a great husband. I got mm-hmm. to travel the world while I was in the military. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I think it's just saying like we we leaving we're leaving all that other stuff behind. Behind us. Mm. We're leaving mm-hmm. all that other stuff behind, and we literally just strictly looking at the future. Okay. We looking at the the brightest future possible. Mm-hmm. All positive, all positivity. Okay. Now, how do you meet Jimmy? So I actually met Jimmy through a mutual friend at the time. Mm-hmm. Someone who was cool with him and who was cool with me, and he was getting very close to Jimmy, and he came to me and was like, "Yo." I'm working with this dude, Jimmy O. And I was like, who the fuck is Jimmy O? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like the name has sounded familiar, mm. but I was just still like, yo, who the fuck is Jimmy O? Like, I know the name, but I'm like, why do I even know this name? Like, right, where right. do I know this name from? So, um, it was like I said, the name was familiar or whatever. And Jimmy was, Jimmy's been a, a consultant in the music business for a while now. So, when he first started my executive room, he started my executive room as a community for independent artists. Mm. So it, he was teaching us about like crowdfunding and, you know, how you get the support from your fans to back your videos and back your projects and, you know, things like that. And um, he was all like about trying to teach us how to like monetize properly and you know, things like that. He was trying to build a community right. of independent artists where we all supported each other in another way. You know what I'm saying? But, okay. um, and he was, he, you know, that's, that's what it was. And, um, I definitely got to meet some pretty cool people through it. You know what I'm saying? Like artists in Connecticut that I had never met before mm-hmm. or never heard of or whatever. Um, not many people actually like really stuck through with it. Mm. But, um, you know, then last year, Jimmy decided he wanted to, take my executive room a step further and turn it into a label. Okay. So I'm the only artist that is actually signed to my executive room. Okay. So I will be, I will be the success story. Mm-hmm. So we're either, you know, Speaking to existence. we're looking to get either an imprint deal from a major label mm-hmm. or like a distribution deal. So we're going to see who offers what and what's looking best. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. you know, we dropped, we did this whole November blitz where it was like y'all put dropped. out mad songs and like like every week y'all put out a song and a video. And then now this Friday, Black Friday, we dropping the whole project. Okay, so by the time this comes out, that'll be today. So right. Black Friday, so that video is out, that song is out. Now, um, so Jimmy O makes all the executive decisions when it comes to to Honey in her career. Yeah. So now, have you has there any ever been any I guess pushback? On Honey's End, where it was like, Jimmy O said something. He's like, hey, I ain't really feeling that. I don't really want to go that direction. I don't think we should do that. Or do you just put everything in his hands like, yo, I trust you? Um, For the most part, I I, I let him make the decisions. Mm-hmm. So when I was in the military, we had a thing in boot camp. 
And um, my my uh, T.I. always used to say, shut up and color. Hmm. She would always be like, boot camp is the easiest fucking shit in the world. All you got to do is shut up and color. Hmm. And just be like, the fuck you talking about? Like, <laughs> I, you know, you got to be serious and shit all the yeah, time yeah, in boot camp. Yeah. I used to look at her and I'd be in my head like, the fuck are you talking about? Shut up and color. <laughs> so when uh, me and Jimmy were deciding, you know, to go forward with the whole label situation and me being the artist and all that. He was like, Nikki, you have to let me steer this car. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, he was like, I know that you're so used to doing everything on your own. He was like, but you need to just trust me. So I was like, man, I could shut up and color for you. Right. And he's like, what the fuck is shut up and color? And I'm like, right. I don't know, man. It's some shit that my T.I. said and it just kind of makes sense to go with right now what we doing mm-hmm. and this, that, and third, whatever. So that's that's still what we say. Like, mm. you know, if I say something, he'd be like, Nikki, just shut up and color. And I'd be like, Right. All right, I got you. I got you. But at the same time, he doesn't look at me like, yo, you're the artist. Shut the fuck up. Mm. And let's, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's very respectful when it, you know. So there's times where I'm like, look, you know, maybe we should, you don't think maybe we could like do it like this, or I'm not really feeling this. Like, can we do it like this or whatever? And he'll take what I say into consideration. Even with like um the made for video, mm-hmm. um, when the videographer sent it back, Jimmy was like, "Yo, it's fire," and I was like, "Nah, it's missing something." Mm-hmm. I was like, "It's not what I want it to be." I was like, "It's missing something." So I was like, "Yo," I was like, uh, "Let's get a videographer from out here in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do a pick. Let's you know, let's get a pickup shoot." And, you know, let me get the scenes that I envisioned in my head. We could send them back to Bronx and he could edit them in there. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy was like, all right. He was like, yo, but budget wise, you know, I'm tapped, whatever. I was like, yo, I'll pay that shit out of my own pocket. Like, I don't even care because mm-hmm. I need this video to be everything I want it to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, the other two videos I was fine with. And, you know, not saying that the, the original version of Made For was a bad video. Mm. It was dope. But it just, I felt like it was missing something. Mm. So Jimmy could have Jimmy could have easily been like, yo, whether you paying for it or not, nah. Like, I don't give a fuck. This right, is what we're going to yeah. stay with. We got a deadline to meet. You know what I'm saying? But I was very like, yo, just trust me on this. So we did the whole pickup shoot day. We got it all done. I planned it all out. Mm. Whatever, I got everybody together of how I wanted everything to be. And the videographer, um, Esco, was the one who shot the pickup shoot. Shout out to Esco. Yeah, shout out to Esco. He came through. He got the dope shots. Sent them over to, um, he drops, you know, sent everything over to Bronx out in Seattle. Bronx put it all together. I, I got on the phone. I walked Bronx through my vision for it. And I, you know, laid everything else out in an email just so he could have, like, a reference. Mm. And, um... When the video came back, I called Jimmy. Matt, Jimmy, Dad didn't even seen it yet because Bronx didn't even send it to him. He sent it to me. Mm. So I called Jimmy. I'm like, I'm on FaceTime. I'm like, this is it. This <laughs> is it. I was like, he did it. He did it. This, I'm excited. So Jimmy was like, oh, send me the video. I sent it to him. He's like, yo, fire. I was like, mm. God trust me too every once in a while. Every once you know in what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, um, he definitely, he listens to me. You know what I'm saying? But when there's certain things where he's like, nah, Nikki, like, just, you know, just trust me on this. Mm. I'll be like, all right, I'll trust you on it. Okay. And then there's others. And there's a lot of times where he'll call me still, you know, he'll call me still and be like, listen, this is what I'm thinking about doing. What do you think? You know what I mean? And we'll roll with it like that. Okay. All right. 
But so, for but for the most part, I do just trust his uh I do just trust him. Follow his lead. Yeah. Okay. Now when does the project actually drop? No, the project drops Friday. Oh, Jeff uh, Jeff this Friday. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now what's the most personal song you got on this project? Um the most personal song that will be on the project is a record called Mommy Loves You. Okay. And what's that about? Uh, Mommy Loves You is a story from when I was 18 years old. Mm-hmm. I actually got pregnant when mm. I was 18 and I had a miscarriage. Okay. So the song tells the story of me taking the pregnancy test and what I went through all the way up until I had the miscarriage. Okay. Because obviously I'm 18, I'm in college, I'm mm. young. My father's pissed the fuck off. Right. My mother's pissed the fuck off. Mm-hmm. People aren't talking to me. Mm-hmm. I'm losing friends. It was a whole situation. So was it more so stress? Yeah, definitely. Okay. It was a whole situation. So mm. I I felt the need to tell a story. Okay. Other than that, Made For is the most personal one. Mm-hmm. Um, Made For is... I mean, when I wrote, I mean, both of them, when I wrote Mommy Loves You, I cried right in it. And when I wrote Made For, I cried right in it. Okay. Cause, but Made For, I feel like, is more a message to my kids, mm-hmm. to my, my sons right okay. now. Now, do they understand what Mommy does? And when Mommy has to leave, she has to go to Washington, she has to go to Atlanta, she is going to be a little absent. Do they get it? Or is this like, where's Mommy? I want Mommy. I don't care that she's working. No, nah, I mean they're too small to get it right now, and they're mm. they're very attached to their father. So okay. you know the age that they're at right now is like they cool with the Facetime or whatever. And, mm. But like my six year old, he'll jump on Facetime with me, and then he'll like hang up. So and then he'll snatch the phone and run so he can get on the video game. Like <laughs> right. he'll be like, "Oh, mommy's on the phone. Cool. Hi, mommy. Hi, mommy. Ooh. All right, I'm out. Yo, yo, fuck your kids. Got this yo. weird thing where they don't give a fuck about you for more than like three minutes. Nah, they be slick as hell with it. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're still too young to, to get it. But, I mean, they're happy as hell when they see me come home and all that. So, mm-hmm. that makes my day. But, you know, like, even in May 4, my message to them is just, like, you know, I say, like, my dream ain't even mine no more. It's all for you. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm I'm past the point where I just wanted to make it for myself. Mm-hmm. I'm at the point where I want to. I'm at that point now where I have kids. I want to. I want to make it now so I give my kids the best life that they could ever have. Fuck all the shit that I want to do for myself. It'll come. Mm-hmm. I want them to never worry. Okay. I want them to have it all. Okay. Now, when you went in to make this project, what was the mindset going in? Was it just I want to put out good music? I want to make great records, or was it like yo, I'm trying to prove a point? Um. Yo, I was nervous because mm. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how it was going to turn out because I'm so used to, you know, I go in the studio, I look for a certain type of beat of something I got envisioned or, you know, we're going to make a beat along a certain line mm-hmm. or whatever. So, you know, going over here, like I said, this was kind of out of my hands. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jimmy told P, like, yo, we need radio records. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So... Or we need this type of record. We need that type of record. You know what I'm saying? So between what Street Runner had, like even with the beats that Street Run that I got from Street Runner, he sent that batch to Jimmy. 
Mm. I didn't have any pick on those beats. Jimmy sent me the four beats and was like, these are the ones I picked for you. So, so, <laughs> so, just, so these like, are the ones you picked and now I got to write to it. Like, I don't have no say. Even if I don't like the beat, you see something in this beat that I don't. Right. So it was good because, like I said, it brought out different sides of me. It brought out different sides of my talent mm. that I hadn't really explored in certain ways before. You know mm. what I mean? And then, like, for, so, like, for me, I wanted to make a classic project. Okay. I didn't want a wave. I didn't want what's popping now. Mm. I didn't want what everybody's doing. I wanted a project that was going to stand the test of time. That speaks to honey. I wanted a reasonable dope. Okay. So I was nervous, but I was nervous walking in because I didn't really know what to expect. Like mm. I said, I'm in a, a room with people I've never met before. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of hard to, I guess, build that chemistry and make a... Because you want to relate to, you know, everybody that, that's in the studio so y'all can make the best song and make mm -hmm. the best project possible. But thank you, baby Jesus, mm. that everybody that Jimmy has put in front of me has been a dope-ass individual. Okay. Super easy to get along with. We vibe right away. Like, me and P, that is my dude right there. Mm. Like, I can still text Pierre right now and be like, hey, bro, how you been? Like, what's up? Mm. Like, y'all got a question. So what do you think about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, I can yeah. do all of that. You know what I mean? Like, thank you, Jesus, that he put me in rooms with great individuals. Mm. Because... Even though I was nervous walking in, I felt like I had family when I when I left Atlanta. Mm. You know what I mean? So yeah, we wasn't even around each other for a long time. But because like I said, I only went out there for like five days the first time. I came home for like three weeks and I went right back mm. to finish the project mm. for like another five days. Okay. All right. Now, what's the reception been with the records that you put out so far, and what's is what? What's been the reception of Honey? Like, is everyone, I guess, on the wave of Honey? Or like, nah, we still see you as Nikki Ellis. Like, we don't really rock Nah, everybody anyone. likes to change. Everybody likes to change so everybody far? Everybody likes to change. I've had a few people with it, which is mostly, like, men, mm -hmm. who have said, like, that, you know, they liked the Nikki Ellis vibe or whatever. Mm. But, I mean, 99% of the people I talk to, they love the transition. Mm. Not that they didn't love... The old me, mm. the old artist. I mean, he got used to you as that. So yeah, but they, yeah. but they love it. Like I get DMs all the time. Like, yo, I love your hair. I love the way you dress. I love this. I love that. Like, you know, they, they, they love the honey image. Mm. Okay, so what's been the reception of the songs that you put out so far as honey? Oh, the music. Yeah. The, it's been crazy. Everybody's. I'm getting wild love. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got people sharing constantly. I mean, I got, I'm getting tagged like, yo, in the gym right now, they listening to Trending or the girls is listening to Gotta Stunt. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, I, the reception has been amazing. Mm -hmm. I mean, people, and the thing is, like, Trending is like the street record where I get to talk my shit. So I got people, they just love the shit that I'm talking. Yeah. And the message on that one. I like, like that one. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't I call like, me when I, I'm trending. I, I love shit talking. So do I. I. That's it. like my favorite <laughs> thing it. to do. And then you got Gotta Stunt, which is, that's like, the anthem for the ladies, you know mm. what I'm saying? And 
that's the that's like the biggest one that's been being shared right now and stuff like that is got a stunt mm-hmm. and then made for people are liking seeing that deeper side they like the fact that i put my kids in the video mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and and a lot of people i got i really got to thank a lot of people for helping me make made for what it was because like i said i felt like the video was missing something so what i had to piece together over here and i had to do that shit on a weekday because yeah. Esco was squeezing me in. Yeah. So, and you know, Esco busy, man. Esco was always booked on the weekend. So I had to like make that shit work on a weekday. Mm-hmm. So it's like, my girl Rena, you know, I'm like, yo, I need your studio that day. I need you to pretend like we doing a photo shoot, this, that, and a third. Mm. Cool. Rena's down. I'm like, yo, Kia, you going to be around? I need you to pretend like you fixing my hair during the thing and whatever. Yeah. Yep, I got you, Nikki. No problem. Right, right. Yo, Shakari. Yo, what are you doing? I need you over there. I need a crowd of people's because we we got to make it look like I'm performing. Right. You know what I'm saying? I need a whole crowd of people. I'm calling like my cousin Fred's boys. Mm. Like, yo, y'all around? Y'all doing anything? Come through. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like people that I know, like possibly could be around on a Tuesday afternoon, yeah, man. Like, randomly, yeah, random shit. <laughs> like mad random. Can you be there? Whatever. Yo, and luckily. I was able to get enough people. Like, you see the video, it looked like I got a concert yeah, popping off like, in that it shit. Yeah, it crazy. It's probably like 10 people in there. <laughs> Shakar, you, right? It's like 10 of y'all in there. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yo, so it's like, I'm super thankful for all those people. Even like, Mikey and Jasmine, that's my hairstylist and my makeup artist. Right. I was like, yo, do y'all mind? Like, y'all don't even really got to be in the video. He just got to get, like, y'all hands doing yeah, my, yeah, yeah. you know, and they're like, yeah, we, you know, we got you, whatever. I was like, I just need, you know, I need the look of it. Um, DJ B Easy over there at CCSU, I hit him up like, yo, yeah. are you there on a Tuesday afternoon? Like, right. your show is Friday night, but are you there on a Tuesday afternoon? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's like, actually, yeah, I'll be there. I'm like, yo, uh-huh. can I use your shit for like 10 minutes? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you. No problem. You know what I'm saying? So it's like everybody, like, I can't even thank everybody enough for like really helping me make that, make that, the rest of that video come true. Even like my husband, like, just wrangling the kids real quick to yeah. like sit there while I rap the song. <laughs> like, fucking relax. You're I'm just like, sitting, mommy working. Yo. Too much. It was mad funny. That's dope, man. That's 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 dope to have a support system like that, man. Yo, Devon at DMCS, like he wasn't even there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But I was like, yo, can I use your spot mm. to shoot this? You know what I'm saying? He's like, yeah, no problem. He ran over, unlocked the door, and let me in. Mm. And then just ran back to his just other bounce. spot. Yeah, yeah. And then I went over there afterwards, like, yo, thank you, good looks. He's like, right, I'm about to go back and lock the door. Everybody like, out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there was so many people that played like a, a role in that and I really appreciate every single one of them. Mm-hmm. So the project is out Friday. Yep. Now, what would be, I guess, success to you when it comes to this project? Would it be radio spins? Would it be streams? Would it be downloads? Would it be shares, retweets? Like, what What does success success look like for this project? Um... I mean, honestly, like, just the fact that it's even dropping Mm. is a success in its own to me Mm. because I worked so hard on it. And we did this a year ago. Okay. So, like, the fact that it's finally dropping. Do any of your songs sound dated? Like, like if, if, nah. you, if you listen back to them, like, do they fit the sound, like, the climate right now? I, I, I know you said you wasn't trying to chase a wave or a sound, but do they fit the climate right now? Um... 
I would say so, yeah. Mm. I don't think nothing's dated. Cause I mean, looking at the looking at who I worked with mm. on the project, everybody that I worked with is working right now with major label artists. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. you know, four of the records on there are street runner. Mm-hmm. So mind you, the project was supposed to be 13 tracks. Another name drop. Pick that up. The, the, Oh, yeah. The project was supposed to be 13 tracks. Right. We ended up deciding to split it up into two EPs. Mm. So on this one, we got four street running records and then the rest are Pierre. Okay. So that's all big name producers. So I'm like I'm I'm real confident that people are genuinely gonna fuck with this project. Mm. Like I'm super confident in it. So there's two EPs. So there's this one that's dropping Friday, and what's the next EP? The next EP, as of right now, is gonna be called "How You Living." I'm pretty okay. sure that's gonna stay the the title. It could change. You never know. But that one will be set to Man, drop in February. Yo, you should have did the fucking like the like the sweat and the suit shit by Nelly. You should have named this one like Dark Past and that one Bright Future. <laughs> like some shit. Like you should have did something like that. That would have been cool. That would have been cool. But I mean, you know, Jimmy's got a method to his madness. Right. So I let it rock. You need a sweat and suit. <laughs> I'm telling you. I mean, the next project could could be just that. Could, could you never that. know. So, so you got that many songs in a stash or, or are you still working on it? No, nah, everything's done. Everything's done. So everything's so so done. right now it's just promotion and when we gonna drop it and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Okay. So I'm in album cycle right now. You mm. know what I mean? So everything is just promotion and and, and just spreading the word, getting that honey name out. Mm-hmm. Making so, sure people know what time it is. So Honey is working. She got video. She got music in the stash. She got a she got a project dropping on Friday. She got a project another dr- project dropping in February. I want to say yeah. So we got two projects in a span of four three months. So now we 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 really working. So now after those two projects drop, what's next? Is it just working those records? Is it back to work in the studio? Like what we doing? Um, I mean, we got to see where it all takes us because the goal is through the successes of these two projects, the goal is going to be to get the label deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then the next project is going to be to another caliber. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So also, you know, we have to see. I I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I have to see. We just got to see how it all plays out. Right. You know what I mean? We got to see what the successes bring. I know that they're both gonna be successful. Like I'm super positive in that. I'm super positive mm-hmm. in what we created. You know what I mean? I got everything is on the line with these projects. Mm-hmm. Everything. Like, everything is on the line. So I look at it like, yo, I have no choice. Whether I got a Jimmy O or not, mm-hmm. whether I got a label or not, whether I got this person or that person, or I have to make this work. You gotta make it work. Because this is all you got right now. I have no choice but to make this work. Mm-hmm. And I will make it work. But in the off chance that it doesn't work. So you just speaking. You put negative shit in the world. I'm saying, you know what? I'm going to retract that then. Retract that. We don't say if something. It's going to work. It's going to work. I'm super positive in it, yo. Like, I, like I've never felt so sure about anything. Like, mm. I'm good, yo. Like, like, I look at it like, yo, the fact that I'm getting as much love from so many different areas on, you know, the music. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, just 
on the videos. And you got to remember, I was in the military, so I got friends all over the world. Mm. And they're also help spreading the word about Honey. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so at this I point, already you can't feel lose. successful. You can't lose at this point. Nah, there's no losing. You got a great support system. You got Jimmy O. And I already music. and I already feel like I'm successful. Mm. That's all the fuck that matters. That's all that matters. As long as you're happy, you feel successful. Nothing else really matters. Like I'm, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Like I could never get a record spun on the radio, and I'll still be fine. Cause guess what? Nine ninety percent of people don't even listen to the radio no more. Right. Right. Put me up on rap caviar. Right. That's what I'm looking. Give me for. on a fucking playlist. Give me somewhere. Give that's, me on. Give me on one of these streaming services. That's what I'm looking for. Hmm. Would mm-hmm. I love to hear myself on the radio, like on some for real, for real shit, not just on like the artist spotlight of mm-hmm. the. You know what I'm saying? Like I would go nuts when I hear myself on the radio. Mm-hmm. I would. Pro- I would probably light a fire somewhere just because I'd be so excited. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, do some time. <laughs> like I gotta burn something. Gotta burn. Like, <laughs> something gotta be inflamed. Something needs to explode. Exactly. <laughs> you know what, man? We need we need Nikki Ellis on the next. Uh, I guess up next with uh, Hot Nine Three Seven. We need that. We need that spotlight on uh, Honey. We need, we, we need we need we need something to accentuate this flame right now. So now, uh, is there anything that I missed that you want to talk about? Is there anything that is like is burning that you want to talk about, or anything that you know I just skipped over? Mm, think so. I really do want to say though that just whoever's listening, like yo, if you got a goal in mind or whatever, like stop making excuses. Stop making because too many people make excuses. Call me pussy again. I'm not making, no, 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 no. I'm saying like, yo, I've taken my kids with me to the studio. I've been in the booth Mm. holding my son in my arms. Mm. You know what I'm saying? While I'm recording. Like, just telling them like, okay, you got to be quiet. You know what Mm. I'm saying? But I've done it. Mm. I have pictures. I got all that. Yo, I was in the booth. No excuses. I was in the booth. 39 weeks and five days pregnant. <laughs> to the T. <laughs> Huge ass belly. Uh-huh. Yo, like, out to here. Just, can't, can't run a whole just human recording. with breath control. <laughs> recording records. Like, when, me, when I went to Atlanta the second time to go finish the project, it was a snowstorm out here, and mm-hmm. every single flight got canceled. Mm-hmm. I think the only ones that were still flying out, I think it was like United. So my flight got canceled. So I went on the website and looked to see who was still flying out. And it was literally only one airline still flying out. Mm-hmm. It was a the first thing flight in the morning, like on some five o'clock in the morning shit, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I canceled the flight that got, well, the, you know, the flight that got canceled, they refunded me my money mm-hmm. for the flight. So I went and booked the flight with United. I keep saying, I'm pretty sure it was United, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I booked that flight. Yo, my husband drove me to the air. We were swerving on the highway. I was scared as fuck because the snow was so bad. But we were determined. My husband was like, I'm getting you to the airport. I was like, yo, I'm getting to Atlanta. Mm. I called Jimmy like, yo, the the flights are canceled. Like, I don't know what I'm about to do. Mm. And he was like, shit, let me try to call people. I I texted him. I was like, yo, fuck it. I already booked another flight. I was Mm. like, we're going to thug it out and we're going to go. So, yo, 
I was like terrified for my husband driving back because obviously the snow is worse and he's by himself. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's fucking dark as shit out. So I was terrified with him driving back. Mm. But he made it back home safe. I made it to Atlanta. I recorded a fire-ass project. Mm. I got it all done. We pulled it all off. Mm. And fast forward a year later, almost a year later, mm. and here I am really living out what I wanted to be doing. I don't work at that shitty-ass fucking job no more. Mm, I took the leap of faith, and I left, and I said, yo, this shit is going to pan out. I should have left that job a long-ass time ago. See, man, you about to make me quit my job tomorrow. This fucking moonshine that G got me goddamn drinking. I'm about to say fuck everybody. (laughs) (laughs) This gave me a fucking battery in my back. G, take this shit before I fucking cuss out everybody at my workplace. Stop calling me. I'm doing shit. But, honey, glad your project is coming out. You work so hard on this. I'm glad it's finally coming to fruition. It's coming out this Friday. Well, it is Friday that this comes out. So it's out today. Black Friday. So now, uh, I guess, I guess, you know, what's your social media? Where can they find a project? You know, all that good stuff. Where can they follow you? So, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Honey Music, H-U-N-N-I Music. Facebook is facebook.com backslash Honey Music. Find me on there. Um, And the album is going to be out everywhere. Um, It's going to be on Tidal, Spotify, Amazon Music, Mm -hmm. Google Play Store. Um, You know, the videos are up on YouTube right now. Right, check those out. Yeah, go on YouTube, type in Honey um, H-U-N-N-I and my channel will come up um, yeah I mean everything is honey H-U-N-N-I music okay many blessings much success is gonna come your way hope everything goes the way you planned it I'm glad you took that leap of faith and now you know you just going forward and it's it's beautiful to see some shit like that where it's like yo I got the most confidence in myself and this is going to work some way, somehow. I don't give a fuck, but it's going to work. So I like I like to see that in people, even though I can't do it my goddamn self. <laughs> but, you know, like it's it's coming soon. Like I, I keep telling myself this is my last year at my job and then I'm just going to take that leap and we're going to see what happens if, you know, I'm not going to say it's, it is going to work and that it's not going to work, but, you know, I'm going to try for a year. If it don't work and I got to get a job just to readjust, then, you know, we're going to do that. But I'm about to take that leap soon. And it's coming really, really soon. I just look at it like this. Like, yo, you got to be happy because you're mm. dead a lot longer than you're alive. So. God damn. Come on. Live you this can't be shit giving up, me facts. Yo. God damn. All right, man. Live this shit up. Like I said, yo, my cousin's uh. death put a lot of shit into perspective. Yo, G, you a ready, lot yo? A of shit into perspective. G, we got some shit to do, man. <laughs> See what, it's we... like, yo, when... Yo, because guess what? You hate your job? Mm. Leave. Mm. And if you really fuck up mm-hmm. or whatever... Mm. There's options, yo. I don't give a it's fuck how much options. debt you get yourself into. Yo, file bankruptcy. Fuck it. <laughs> right. Start over. Man, with the interviews. Because guess what? How much paper do you actually hold in your hand? How much mm. dollar bills nowadays do you actually hold in your hand? Nah, you man. pay your bills online. Online. It, this shit's Every, all digital. Everything is digital. Everything is fucking digital. Man. We not holding $1,000 in our hand no more like that. Man, with the people I've been interviewing this year, man, like, I got an interview dropping, I guess, when this, yeah, this comes out 
Friday. So Wednesday, if you check out my other podcast, Three Ninjas Podcast, uh, with the people I've been interviewing, I'm feeling pretty fucking inspired. I interviewed the uh, co-creator of the Ninja Turtles, right? So I'm feeling like inspired. So I, I actually talked to the nigga that created this fucking phenomenon that is the Ninja Turtles, right? <laughs> so that I'm feeling, is crazy. I'm feeling like really inspired to be like, yo, it don't get much higher than that, but I know there's another ceiling to hit. But you know, you, I mean, I'm out here working, man. Yo, I walked. I read. I walked so many different paths. I did college. Mm-hmm. I got a bachelor's degree. I got a couple of associate's degrees. Um, I did the military. I served my country. I did. I did technical schools. I did. I did <laughs> yo, like I've done. I've worked shit jobs. I worked good jobs. I've done a lot of different shit. Right. And now is when I'm finally feeling free. Because I'm just taking my days day by day. I, and I know everybody around me is taken care of, so I'm okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, you ever read that book, um, The 4-Hour Workweek? No. Now, if you read that, you're going to quit your job. <laughs> like, I read that and I was like burning <laughs> to not even put a notice in to just have y'all niggas look at me in this camera like, fuck you. Right, right, right. Deuces. Man. That, but there was a story in that book, right? And that shit got to me. So, basically, this guy goes on vacation. Mm-hmm. So, like, a, he sees this small little village. I think it was, like, in Mexico. Dude's a fisherman. He asked the fisherman, what do you do all day? Fisherman goes, well, I fish for a few hours. I catch enough fish to feed my family. And, you know, I feed, a, you know, I, I sell a couple fish around to, you know, people in the village and then I kind of just hang out with my kids and my dog and, you know, whatever. Mm. So uh, the the business guy that's there on vacation, he's mm. like, oh, you know that we could do this, 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 this. And he comes up with this whole grand scheme mm. of how to make this man all this money. Mm. And he goes, so the man is like, okay, so, you know, but how long is it going to take to do all this? So the mm. guy's like, you know, probably like 25, 30 years till you get to this oh, point. <laughs> so then he goes, okay, so once I get to that point, what would I do? Because mm. I'll have all this money, right? Mm. So he's like, so what would I do? He goes, then you can fish for a few hours a day, catch the fish for your family, mm. and then hang out with your, your dog and your kids. He's mm. like, so basically, uh, ready what, 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 what I'm, I'm doing, doing now. and I'm happy doing it. So it's like, yo, your happiness, your peace of mind is so much more important. Because like, yo, I look at, my kids don't want to see me miserable mm. my kids want to see a happy mother that's just like when people are in toxic relationships and they sit there and be like oh well i'm staying you know we stay together for the kids mm. is you know we no your kids are gonna, are gonna grow up looking at relationships in a fucked up ass way yeah look at how y'all talk to each other mm-hmm. look at how y'all treat each other you are tr- you are training your kids without you really realizing it that this is acceptable that this is acceptable so it's the same shit, yo, 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 you gotta be happy. I would rather, I mean, I love my husband to death and I don't ever see us splitting up. But mm. if we ever got to that point where we became toxic for each other, mm. I would rather have my kids see a healthy and happy mother apart from their father and let their father be happy and healthy apart from their mother mm. than to see us screaming and yelling and fighting damn near daily. Right. Where they're gonna grow up and think that 
they can talk to a woman that way or a woman could talk to them that way or whatever mm. the case is. You know what I mean? Right. And it's the same shit with work. Yo. Like, it's just point blank, period. Yo. You just got to be happy. You got anybody bringing any type of negativity into your light, into your path, you got to just stiff arm them. Fuck them. Stiff arm them. Get keep them to the side. And there's certain people, yo, there's some people that you may have a lifelong relationship with. If they ain't for you in that in that point in time in your life, they're not but for you. But as you grow and if they're not seeing the bigger picture they or whatever, it's like, yo, it's not that I don't love you. It's not that you ain't my friend mm. or, or whatever, whoever, whatever relationship it is. But it's like, yo, I just, I need to move forward. And I don't see you moving forward in that same way with me. Right. I'm inspired. I even, in, in Dark Past, Bright Future, in the actual song, Y'all gonna hear it on Friday or today when this airs, but mm. um, I say in there, I say everybody don't make it with me. I had to lose a few, mm. cause yo, there's there's even people now that are changing, right? You know what I'm saying? Where I'm like, maybe I gotta just love you from a distance. Like I said, yo, you gotta add, you gotta add to subtract. You gotta subtract to add sometimes. You know, you got to subtract people to add to to yourself that you know it makes you feel more yeah, whole. You need people around you that are gonna ha- that are gonna add value to you, and like you can't just let everybody have access to you. Hell no, yeah. Especially when you know you got shit to bring to the table. Like you cannot allow people to have whether that means you got to change your fucking number mm-hmm. five times in a month or whatever, mm-hmm. but. You can't allow everybody to have certain access to you. I'm about to burn the building down and I working. It's bullshit. Fuck it. <laughs> Some gotta give, man. Tell the people you like to leave. Right. <laughs> Before, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, Before we, you like the match. I got a plan, man. Come on. Just get out the building. Trust me. <laughs> but, you know, I'm telling you, that leap of faith is fucking terrifying, yo. It's terrifying as fuck. But if well, I don't take it, I'm gonna be regretting it. But when you take it, yo, that shit is... But when you land on your feet and you take that leap, it's fucking beautiful. It has to be beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you think of how many people... I mean, even like when I left the military, that was a leap of faith. Right. I had to just trust... Yo, me and my husband weren't married when I left the military. Mm. We weren't even engaged. I was pregnant, and I left to keep my family together. Mm. Q didn't sit there and be like, yeah, we're going to get married as soon as you get to Texas or <laughs> whatever. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, that was still time before that even happened. But mm. I took the leap and I said, yo, this is, I want to keep my family together. Mm-hmm. So if that means I got to leave my job and move and do this and do that, then you know what? My son deserves to have his father. Mm. And if it works, great. And if it doesn't, at least I could let my kids know that I tried. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what it's about, yo. There's a lot example. more failures that come before the successes. Mm-hmm. But you got to be willing to eat shit. And you got to be willing to jump off cliffs, mm-hmm. dive out of windows, mm-hmm. fucking take all... Yo, you got to be willing to take your damn a shot. A lot of shit. You got to be willing to take your shot. Right. Stop making excuses. 
Right, man. And I feel like you think I'm talking directly to you, and I'm not. No, I'm saying sh- this to everybody. You should be because I mean, I'm saying this to everybody listening. Everybody, everybody listening. You know, if you got a a, a goal in mind, you know, we're not saying quit your job right now. If you got like twelve dollars in the bank, but you know, you know, set yourself up in order to leave that job eventually. Take that leap of faith because working for somebody else who who like Honey said don't give a fuck about your well being. If you die, they only got an open spot that they're gonna fill in a couple months so chase your fucking dreams do what you gotta do do what makes you happy and you know the the, you know everything gonna work itself out one way or another you know and guess what if you fall on hard times fedex and fucking ups are always higher always higher (laughs) honey man glad you came glad we had this conversation I'm glad I came too, like man. i said i'm inspired you know it's giving me an extra battery in my back and like i said you always welcome here we always have fun we always have a good conversation when you come so anytime you want to come chop it up when your next project drop you know if you want to come chop it up talk for a little bit if you want to bring q with you Definitely. rena with you anybody you know you it's, it's a it's open door policy for, for you here appreciate it and if you ever need a co-host I mean, I'm always down to uh, come through and, and, and have some fun. I don't think I could do another Nikki. So oh, no. yo, you did. Oh, oh, you no. did have a Nikki before. Oh, I forgot no. about Nikki, that. Nikki's kind of fickle, B. You <laughs> did have a Nikki before. I forgot about so that. As soon as they get some dick, they just want to jump ship. Oh. It is what it is. No. But <laughs> now, nah, but um, for real, I'm, I'm glad you came through. I'm glad we had this conversation. Your yeah, project too, is out man. now. Everybody, go stream that. Go cop that. Wherever the fuck you you listen to your music, whether it be uh, title, iTunes, Google, fucking Amazon, you know, whatever Lime, you got, we Lime got LimeWire, Kazaa, whatever the fuck. How how the fuck you get music, man? Just make sure you download that Honey Project. Don't go to LimeWire, Kazaa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What was it? Frostwire? Yeah, Frost, Frostwire, <laughs> Bear Share, all that shit. <laughs> all right. So, uh, one thing's for certain we too much for these niggas and three much for these hoes. I go by the name of Domino. That's Honey. And we out of here. We out here. Domino, motherfucker, what's happening? <laughs>